Welcome to this week's episode of the Red Couch Podcast. I'm Konstantinos Drosos. Alongside me is my host, Alex Allen. And today we are welcomed by our guest, Olivia Kyriakopoulos. Olivia, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. How's your summer been so far? Busy and hot. Yeah? Doing anything fun? Just looking after a little kid. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, a bunch <laughs> of weekend vacations away. Right on. Pretty awesome. Quick ones, but thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming. Of course. You know, um, so Alex and I were, um, before we were started this episode, we were looking at, you know, the difference between, you know, what a nanny and au pair is, and we were kind of caught up on what the difference is, because we saw that they do the same, sim- like, similar things, but there is a difference. Can you kind of help paint the picture yeah. as to what the differences are? That's actually a big question people have as well, because like you said, if you were just to look at a video and watch somebody, you would have no idea. Um, the tasks are very similar, but the difference mainly is an au pair is a cultural exchange program. So if you're looking to travel abroad um, while also having like free accommodation or free food, that's an avenue to do that. So you're both looking after kids. As an au pair, you would be living with your family versus as a nanny, you wouldn't necessarily be living with them. You can choose to do that, but it's just another way of traveling and kind of, I guess, just enjoying your life abroad somewhere. Interesting. And so how did you come across this job? I actually didn't mean to. I was procrastinating studying for an exam one night and I was just scrolling through job postings on Indeed actually. Clicked off of it and I was on Google and this Au Pair World website came up and I clicked on it and I was like, what is this? And I made a profile. It's kind of, so put in all my information, fill out the questions. I think like two hours later, I just like kind of forgot about it. I shut my laptop off and went back to studying. And I think like, Three weeks later, I got an email that a family had reached out to me, and I was like, what is this? Like, I didn't really remember at the time, like, that I had done that. And then I just started talking to the family back and forth, and then I decided, hey, like, I'm going to do this. I took an extra semester of university, so my second semester of that year, I wasn't working. Like, I didn't have anything lined up for the time. And, yeah, I just kind of decided we're just going to try this and see what it is. But I had no idea what it even was. I didn't know anybody that had previously done it. I think I looked on TikTok and found one girl that had posted a video about it. Um, yeah, it was kind of looking back. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, that's kind of silly and like really risky. My parents definitely wait. were like, Liv, what are you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So school though, is this what you were actually going through school then? No. Oh what? Gosh, no, I actually didn't even really... But you made know how to interact with kids. Like thinking about living with kids, I was like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't even know what I'm doing with my life right now by making this decision. Um, I had wanted to be, my life kind of went, was like this. Like I wasn't really in a place where I was stable with a career choice. Like I was very, oh, like I'm graduating soon. And you know, it's that like what we were talking about before. We were like, I just don't really know what to do. But I was planning on being a high school teacher. So I wanted to go to teacher's college, but for a completely different area. That's so, Avenue or, yeah. that's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> what made you like just want to be like, okay, search on Indeed, something totally different from what you're going to the well, school actually, for? I didn't, I didn't even search it. It just was like, you know, those like advertisements that come up, like the website's like an advertisement. I don't even know. I didn't click on any childcare related things. Okay. I think I maybe was looking for like soccer teams to volunteer for, which is like working with kids a little bit. Okay. And then it just like happened to show up and I clicked on it and I was like, okay, like, this looks pretty cool. It was completely random. Nothing in my life had ever really led me to that, make that decision, but it was definitely something where I was like, I love new experiences. And so the, the summer previous, 
I went tree planting, which for me that, I don't know if you've heard anything, have you heard anything about tree planting? It's like you're living in a tent for like two or three months. I do. I My friend's in a band and when his, sing, his lead singer went out uh, to like Vancouver or somewhere oh, out, really? out, out there to do tree planting for the month, for three months, which it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but I had no idea yeah. you were in a tent. Yeah, it's definitely like an experience where you're like, I will never do anything like this in my entire life. And that's when I realized the things that scare me so much. Because I didn't know anybody when I went either. I went like northern Ontario. And I was like, wow, this is so different. I love that feeling of like, you don't know what you're about to walk into either. Mm -hmm. So then when I was presented with this opportunity, I'm like, wow, like, you know, that tree planting experience was incredible. It changed me as a person. Like this is kind of a similar, like a replica, but just in a different, a completely different way. And with high school, like I never had the opportunity to go on an exchange because I was always playing sports. And like you said, like previously, um, when you're committed to a sport like that, you don't have any off time. So taking a year to go off, it's like, oh, well, then I'm missing my chance to get scouted somewhere and blah, blah, blah. So that was kind of like just a way for me to have an exchange, but also do something new. So that's kind of how it happened. Wow. Yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. Interesting. And, you know, we were talking about this before we walked in the room here to start shooting the podcast. And I was going to ask, like, do you think that this is like for a student who wants to work abroad and also work with kids? Do you think that this job would be good for them to pursue for a, like a summertime job? Yeah, I think honestly, even if you weren't planning on working with kids or that had nothing to do with the life that you wanted after when you came home, I think it's a great decision to make regardless. When you put yourself in a new country, when you're all alone, you don't know anybody, especially if you go somewhere to a country where you don't speak the same language, you're presented with so many obstacles, you're only gonna come out of that experience a different person. So whether you wanna work in media, whether you wanna work in sales, whether you wanna go back to construction or just do something completely unrelated, having an experience that's so different like that is only beneficial. But yeah, if you're wanting to work in childcare, if you, if that kind of looks like it would line up with the life you wanna live afterwards, I think it's super beneficial. You also see how a household is run, um, that not every life that you had growing up is like the one that you can create for yourself. So you learn so much from it. And definitely when you're living with a family, like a lot of the people that go are in university or maybe they just graduated high school, you're kind of in that stage of your life where you're finding your independence. So if you've lived on your own, now going back and living with somebody and now you're, you have a curfew or you have to listen to other people, you're now taking care of kids that aren't your own 24-7, like it's definitely a good experience. And you learn a lot about what your life could look like in the future. If you wanna plan on having a family or hmm. if you wanna buy a house, now you know about the, all the household chores that go into that, how much time and energy it takes to be a parent, you know? Like when we're younger, we look at our parents and we're like, why are they so frustrated? Why are they stressed out? Like, you're just living your own life, right? Like you come home from school, you do your homework, you go to sports, like life is good, life is pretty whatever. Um, but yeah, when you're an adult now living in that household, you see it from a completely different perspective and it gives you like a really, you just have more empathy for the parents. Hmm. Yeah. It, it just seems so difficult of a thing just to like kind of uproot yourself of yeah. how your life was here in Canada yeah. and be like, I'm going to go to France. I'm going to be an au pair there. Yeah. It, it's so, what kind of just actually made you think on just going up and do that then? It was a very irrational decision. Like I just wanted something new That's and it was really scary. Like I also, the interview that I had with my family, I think we had called twice and their English wasn't very good. So now I'm talking oh, no. through Zoom. And it was also during the pandemic. So this was 2021. 
when my parents were like, Liv, like, you know, COVID, you should stay home, you shouldn't be traveling on planes. Um, it was when you had to get those, what is it, like a PCR test? Was it the PCR test that you had to get oh, before rap- you even, the rapid, rapid test? test. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to spend insane money even getting my rapid test like 24 hours before my flight. So there's just so much that was going on at that time where everyone was against you. They're like, why are you doing this? Like, it's just pretty insane that you're making this decision right now. But it ended up being like the best three, four months of my life. So I wouldn't have changed it for anything. But it definitely, I guess, drilled into me that you don't need support to do the things that you want to do. And it could go any way. You know, it could be really bad. Like I went back to France for a second time. I don't know if we've talked about that, but I went back a second time and that experience wasn't very good. But my first one was incredible. But yeah, when you kind of have everyone against you, it just kind of showed me like, Liv, if you want to go do something, like you don't need people rah-rah cheering for you. Just go and do it and you can kind of make it however you want. Oh. Yeah. And touching back to what you said earlier, you mentioned households. Now, yeah. you are a nanny right now, right? Yes. So you just said you were in France. When you moved out to France, the household, what was different from a household in France, oh. like the family dynamic, compared to here in, in Canada, in North America, to be more specific? Um, interesting question, because this is my first childcare job in Canada. So I only have this current household to compare to. But in France... Um, so in Paris, my second time, they're t- tiny apartments. Um, the kids, we're talking about just in the household, right? In the household, like the way the family dynamic function, like dinner yeah. time, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Dinner time is really, really late. They eat at like 9 PM. And for me, that was, <laughs> that was way too late for me. I couldn't do it. I'm like the one stealing snacks and putting them in my dresser drawer in my bedroom. Like, oh, I could not do it. Um, but yeah, the kids will mainly sleep on like little mattresses all together in a room. I think it's more of like a monastery. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like a childcare. Oh, the Montessori. Tech- yeah. yeah, Montessori. Sorry, I pronounced that wrong. It's like a technique um, that just gives them more independence to get up and get out. So usually they'll all be on mattresses together in a room. Um, the What else is different? They don't have um, dryers. A lot of stuff is like you hang them to dry. Their washing machines are in their kitchens. I just don't know if that's like a normal thing here. It's just, it's different from my house, but maybe that's like kind of similar for other households. What about like learning dynamics? Did you have to teach the kids like anything like that, like compared to here in Canada? Like what was the difference over there compared to here? The kids go to, oh my gosh, if I lived there, I would not last. Mm -hmm. The kids go to school from like eight o'clock in the morning to 6 p.m. at night. So that's just like a really, really long day. Like they'll come home and it's like, when do they have time to be a kid? Like they can't go outside. It's dark outside. Like they, yeah, you come home, they have their shower, their bath and they eat dinner and they go to bed. So really long days for them. Um, In the first family that I was living with, I didn't have to teach them any French. That's usually a requirement. If you want to be an au pairs, you have to work on, or sorry, any English. Um, You have to work on teaching them your maiden or your native native tongue. Yeah. Um, in my first family, they didn't want me doing, or they didn't want me. They didn't want you doing that? Yeah. Okay. okay. I kind of explained that wrong. It's okay. In my first family, they only wanted me speaking English. Oh, okay. I see. So I explained that just wrong. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. So like the family was like demanding that, okay, like we, you're coming here from North America. We want you to only speak English to the kids. Only and speak else. English. Okay. Like even if I said like, we, like they'd be like, live. No, they they'd yes, recommend you. They yes. teach you, like, the kids. Yeah, because they wanted it. Like, there were no, like, sessions. They weren't, like, you're doing homework. The kids were also really young. So you would just always speak English. And then in my second family, the kids didn't know any English. Like, 
they told me that they did before I got there and then I got there and they didn't even know hi please thank you so I was very it was difficult um but yeah with that one it was more so she would the young girl that I was looking after would bring home her English homework and we would do English homework together so that was that was interesting yeah and she taught me some French too but that's pretty cool kind of how yeah, those school sessions went. So what about you as yourself, as a, as a young adult moving to a new country? How did you go about making new friends? Because Ugh. I imagine that would have been, like, that's, like, the number one thing yeah. someone like myself would think about when I moved to, like, let's say if I were to, were to go to, like, Switzerland or something like that. Yeah. And honestly, it's a lot, like, if you're moving to a new city, like, even if you're going up to university, you're, like, that's something that everyone always worries about. It's kind of similar, like, the techniques. I just think that you're more willing to put them in place when you're in a different country because you don't know anybody like what could possibly go wrong um I used Facebook groups so you can look at you know au pairs in my area or expats in my area um, and then just list the location that you're staying at I did that a few times you can join French classes so like language classes and the first time I went away they actually had like an au pair language class so everyone that I had met actually was going through the same thing as me so it gave us a lot to talk about we all could relate on similar topics i would also use bumble bff um which we have that here too mm-hmm. yeah you could use that in canada right. we would do that um meeting people in coffee shops it's really scary to do that especially when you're in an area where you don't know the language it's like the second i heard someone speaking english i'm like oh you speak english like me too where are you from are you from here or are you just you know, um, spark up little conversations. Awesome. Yeah. And then a lot from TikTok too. Like I think I just, when I got there, I just started posting. Like it's like my own little private story, not really thinking anything would happen with it. And then people would contact you through TikTok and be like, hey, like I live really close to here. Do you want to go for coffee? So I think um, probably like 90% of my friends actually came from TikTok and people that kind of just lived around the area, which stranger danger maybe look into that a little yeah. bit like that's kind of uh someone randomly messages you on the internet don't just, don't just go out and meet with them like especially yeah. i guess yeah yeah don't really do that but for the first month that i was there i actually wanted to go home really bad because it was so lonely like i would finish with the kids and then i would go into my room and i would just like lay in my room and go to bed because there's nothing to do and you there are things to do but you don't necessarily want to go out and do things alone so i think once you meet your first or your second friend, it makes it a lot easier because then they will introduce you to their friends and then you kind of just create this big group. Mm-hmm. So until you get that, until you get the first or the second, then it's a little bit difficult. What were some other aspects of working and traveling that you liked a lot while being overseas in Europe? Honestly, I think the biggest thing and even coming home, I'm like, oh, that kind of disappeared. It's just the confidence that you get when you're in a new area because no one knows you. So if you have always wanted to go do X activity, there's no one holding you back from doing that. You can kind of just go and do it. Or when you're meeting new people, if you want to be a certain way or there's a part of yourself that you're always like holding back, you're not necessarily going to hold that back anymore because like I said, nobody knows you. There's not someone going to be sitting there being like, oh, you've never acted like this before. You've never done this before. So why would you, why are you doing this? Like, that's kind of weird. It's like, you just go and do it. There's no judgment. Yeah, there's no judgment. Also living in Europe, the railway systems, the airports, they're all, everything is so close together. So just being able to be like, hey, like I want to go on a trip this weekend. Like, is that okay? And then just hopping on a plane for like five euros and just going yeah, somewhere. That's, that's like a cool thing. That's not something it. you can do here in no, Canada. No, <laughs> no. Even like a train pass is going to cost you like $100, $200 yeah. here. And yeah. you're like still in Ontario. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
yeah so definitely everything is super super close together yeah and were you like going around then traveling and like trying to talk to other people are you fluent no what (laughs) no when i it's kind of like a long story short but the guy that i was dating at the time we had been together for a year and he was from quebec so he was french and i had always been like oh like if i'm gonna go to a country i want to choose a country where i can benefit from it but the french is totally different the french that they speak in france is nothing like you're gonna hear if you go to quebec it's like ah like i don't know it's very like harsh and different. You know, I've heard that. that yeah, it, it's, it's true. It's, it's like aggressive oh, yeah. here yeah. in Canada comparison. Yeah. It's so but that's weird. why, like, I didn't know anything. I took it, I think, up until grade 10 in high school. But at that time, I was six years removed from high school. So I had not used it at all. And yeah, so going away, I was like, I want to work on this. I want to learn something. Um, but it was hard because the family that I lived with, it was constantly English in the household. So I didn't really learn anything mm. at that point other than when I left the house and I was speaking to people, um, going to get my bread every day, like those little um, those little tasks that I had to do. I would use my French and you weren't very confident with it. But yeah, when I came home, I was like to my like ex-boyfriend, you know, can you just speak French with me? And he would go and I'd be like, I guess I didn't learn anything <laughs> because I don't know what you're saying. But it was because of the... It just, it sounds different. Yeah, it's crazy. Even, like, my dad's from Quebec, and growing up, like, we'd go over there, and yeah. we'd be walking around out in public, and you just hear all this, like, it's like cursive English almost. It's nuts. Yeah, you can't hear the spaces no, in you, their words. No, it's everything. Can't. That's that's how I would describe it, too. It's cursive. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're in Paris, it's just very, like, Elegant. it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And did you just, like, start? for like being a nanny and you were making all these TikTok videos. Did you just start that when you were in France? Yeah. Yeah. You just made a whole TikTok account there. I actually had a TikTok account because I was like one of those girls that just like would stay up until 3 a.m. just like scrolling. And then, yeah, when I got there, I just, I've always loved video creation. I've never like posted my videos, but um, I've always loved it. And this kind of, you know, like if you're making videos back at home, it's always like, oh my gosh, like the people from high school, they might see me or I might run into them and then I'm going to judge myself and I'm going to be very like self-critical. But when you're abroad, I'm like, oh, if they see me, like I'm never, I'm not going to see them for three months. So like if they are going to be like, oh, like that's kind of cringe. Like, I don't care. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to really know about it. Well, plus you have almost over a hundred thousand followers now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It grew like. Yeah. What would it matter if they did say something yeah. about that? And you realize, too, like the people that do support you are way more important than any little negative comment that anyone ever makes. Like they still do affect you. Like you're human. You have emotions, too. You'll read it and you'll be like, oh, like I don't really want to post anymore. But then you think about all the people that like all the friendships that I've made through my online community. You kind of have to bring yourself back down to earth a little bit and be like, oh, like. This is why I do it. I don't I don't necessarily I'm not posting for the people that don't like to see it. I'm posting okay. for myself and then just the people that I've met through this avenue of just sharing my life. But yeah, I think I actually when I went to France I had two hundred and like seventy followers. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. And I think the first two months it kind of like stayed under 10k but every follower that I got I was like jumping up and down like I was just so happy because it was never a goal of mine like it was just kind of something that I like to do I didn't have like oh like I want to reach 50 I want to reach 100 like that never crossed my mind it was just something that was fun and enjoyable for me and Mm. now that we are where we are like 
it's crazy the opportunities that come from it, but it's scary too because when you start getting opportunities, it starts to feel like work and then it stops becoming as enjoyable because then you look at the numbers and you think about like, oh, if a brand sees those like small numbers, if one of my videos doesn't do well, then, you know, X isn't going to reach out to me and blah, 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 blah. And it stops becoming just a project that you started for the enjoyment of yourself and you start looking at it as like an avenue to get you somewhere else, kind of. So, yeah, you lose that enjoyment from it. Yeah, then. a little bit, but. Okay. But uh, what video was it that kind of you saw and you're like, wow, I can't believe this is gaining so much attention? There were a few. One recently that I had, actually, now that I'm a nanny, was I was with my nanny brother and he said purple for the first time which like I just happened to catch that on video and that one took off that one was at 10 I think it was 10 million views and then it got taken down TikTok took it down what yeah apparently like people flagged it for child in danger I don't know it was like I look at my account and it got two flags on it and then the video was done and I they like my friends are telling me just like go back go back or like just talk to them about it and like yeah yeah, that's sad because like you do a service for like the parents as well for like let's say if you're if you're nannying a child who took his first steps right or their yeah. first steps or yeah like you capture it on video and it's like if the parents want to see that happening they can just reference your your video that they took that you took right yeah. so but the people in the comments of that video were like hating the fact that i took the video really yeah they were and it's like whether i take the video or not like i still watched it happen and at least like you said i have it on video so now they can they can see it but those were my i think people also don't know the whole story when you're posting videos online. Like that was my first time seeing him walk. His parents had already seen him walk, but now I'm getting all these negative comments about how, you know, nanny shouldn't be a thing. It's, you know, just really negative comments towards parents that have help. Because I I think it's great if you have help in your household, like doing parenting alone by yourself. So hard to do that. I support any, any form of help um, when you have young kids, but yeah, the comment section of some videos, it could be like the most wholesome video ever. And then you're, you're always going to have people that, on the other side of it yeah i think like the best mm. way to go about that is just like looking at the positive your the positive output you're putting to your audience just like you like you try to deter yourself from looking at the negative aspects but like yeah. you just focus on the positive because you are you are sharing you know not only with the parents but with people who are looking forward to stuff like that yeah. you know the, yeah. the the beauty behind it and and whatnot but you know i also saw that alongside your tiktok platform you've also created a community for au pairs and nannies to connect with one another yes yeah why did you feel that there was a need to do that i just i think that people it's easy to feel very alone when you're in a situation like that or you know i don't want people reaching out to me through my tiktok and not getting a message back for like a week or however long it takes like I wanted people if they're going through something or if they need a friend if they need a friend if they want to share something big that happened in their life that they have people to do that with and yeah I created a discord we I message on it every single day it's just kind of like it's not only about au pairing and nannying it's just we've turned it into online friendships which I love and you know it's when you're a nanny or an au pair, you're not necessarily just going to run into somebody on the road that's doing the same thing as you, but through the Discord, like, you know you have people that can always relate to you right. in some way. So, And for someone who's looking to pursue either being a nanny or being an au pair overseas, could they go to your Discord, for instance, and, like, look for information for, for being a first-time uh, yes. they can? Yeah. On my Discord, I have an important resource tab where I post materials that I've used, my interview questions, how to get a visa, um, resources like that. 
And there's also a tab, you know, that's looking for a family. So if anyone that has previously joined my Discord, if they're with a family right now and they know that they're leaving their family in, let's say, like two months and their family is looking for somebody else, they can put a post up like, hey, is anyone looking for a family? Um, and then you can connect that way. Or if you're looking for a family, you can just make a post and be like, hey, guys, like anyone know of anybody looking for an au pair? I'm looking to start X day. Um, and they can connect that way. So what's what's another goal you were hoping to achieve with this career path that you chose? Um, I think a big thing, well, this, I'm going back to teacher's college awesome. in September. So nannying isn't like a full-time thing for me for the future. It's definitely something that I could look back on, but I think um, two things. One, just learning how to run like a household because I think like, that's a big decision a lot of people have to make in our lives is just, you know, do I want to buy a house? Do I want to start a family? And we don't know how to do that. We've, right. we've never done it before. You're doing it for the first time. So for me, it's just understanding all the intricate details that go into it, um, how much time it takes to run a household, all the chores, how to sign your kids up for activities, those kind of things. I'm like learning and teaching myself how to do that. So just number one, like learning how to run a household and seeing the stress it puts on people and how I can kind of overcome that and just have a good balance. And then number two is uh, because I'm choosing a career in childcare, I'm going to be a teacher. It teaches me a lot about empathy and patience. So for me, it's just like those really transferable skills. So nothing really directly from the job, like tasks or like chores, but just learning how to connect with little kids if they are having a tantrum. How do I pull them out of that how do I like comfort them and support them or you know instead of getting upset you can't they're not your like you can't do this with your own kids but because they're not your kids you have no other option versus okay Liv like what am I going to do right now how do I get them out of this without raising my voice or you know getting really upset or having them see that I'm frustrated visibly on my face from my facial expressions mm -hmm. so just learning how to empathize with what they're going through and be really creative um with how I move forward and help them through like really difficult situations. Because when you're in a classroom, you're gonna be there with 30 kids. So you're gonna be dealing with a lot of different personality types and a lot of different issues. So just learning how to manage everything, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people in life as well, they, sometimes we don't know where our next step is gonna go yeah, for things. And exactly. I'm kind of curious, like just, to all of our viewers out there that they might not know yeah. what their next step might be. What are some wise words that you would want to say to them? I think like the best things that ever happened to me have been completely random and I didn't have them planned. They were not something that I always pictured myself doing. So if you're in that like stage of your life where you're like, I don't know what's coming next or I don't know how to make this decision or I'm pulled between one thing or the other, like it sounds really cliche, but time will tell, like, just let it go, kind of breathe a little bit and whatever, like something will always come up. And mm -hmm. if it's really scary, like push into that a little bit, because when you're not scared, you're kind of just like living in your comfort zone. You're not going to learn anything like you're not going to grow as a person. So if you if something does come up in your life and you're like, ah, like I've never done that before, moving halfway across the world, like just like kind of lean into it. Be very open minded about the new experiences that could come your way. Um, like I said, I wanted to be a high school teacher. I never thought I was going to be working with kids. I actually didn't even, a kid would come into the room and I'm like, 
uh, I don't even know what to say to them or if their parents there I'm like I don't want to say something wrong but now it's like I love kids like it's I want to spend the rest of my life I can't wait to be like a mom if I'm able like Aww. it's just you never know which way your life is going to take you so if something does come up just be very open to receiving it I guess Aww. yeah it's a good way to look at life though thank just you just kind of taking whatever might be life is actually coming thrown at you yeah and it's very easy now too to just find yourself down in the dumps sometime I think COVID really took a hit on some people but like mental health and even before I went away to France like I was dealing with some mental health stuff too so I think making that decision when I was down in the dumps and just getting myself out of that I like learned that sometimes you know if you're feeling depressed or etc you can like look at your environment change your environment open yourself up to new experiences and you have no idea what could change because for me it kind of like it didn't cure everything, but it definitely made me realize that I have the power to change my situation. Like if I'm really unhappy with how something is going in my life or if I'm not feeling comfortable where I'm at, like you're the only one that can make that decision for yourself. Go do something new. Go even if you don't really feel like it, like just you got to push yourself to do those things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of you against the world. Yeah, exactly. Even you versus you. <laughs> sort yeah. Of. You can't wait for anybody else to hand feed you things on a platter mm -hmm. yeah you just got to do it it's a great way to look at it uh, that's that's awesome i mean i think that's all that's, that's, that's all we have for this episode for time yeah we had lightning questions but everything we have to wrap uh, up sorry well, it's all good no problem no, no it was well, great this has been another episode of the red couch podcast um if you would like to subscribe and see more of what we have to offer please subscribe to our youtube channel our uh, Twitter, our uh, website, and we'll see you next week. I'm Konstantinos, alongside Alex. See you next time.